Hey, I'm Brian. I'm Murdoch. And this is Story Guys. It's a fake game show podcast where we tell each other stories and then decide who wins. And spoiler alert, it doesn't matter who wins. That's <laughs> Because at the end of the day, neither one of us are going home with anything but a tiara. You know who wins? You do. You, you, the listener. No, so like, <laughs> it's such an egotistical thing to say when you listen to a podcast. We, you are and the lucky you, ones. And if you listen all the way to the end of the podcast today, stamps.com will send you a stamp. <laughs> so here's a, here's a fun exercise I did the other day when we talk about stories that we loved growing up, which actually probably should be a segment on the show. Like, not We talk about stories of the week, stories we love now. We should talk about like stories that we loved as kids because mm-hmm. I, it tells you a lot about kind of your how how you developed into storytelling, how you developed into like the things that you like and your tastes, right? Because of the things you encountered at a young yeah. age. But I was with a, a home with a kid that was sick last week and we started watching all like early 90s kid movies. And then I started going on Rotten Tomatoes and looking at what these movies that I loved as a kid are now... <laughs> critically remembered as being and so like in my head hook was a classic with robin williams right and like i feel like universally rotten tomatoes if you if you okay so (laughs) rotten tomatoes has it at like 21 percent. right it was critically it was panned awful so they they didn't like they didn't like robin williams performance i remember that i remember like there was a lot of stuff about it and then i didn't see it till later too well, and then like uh, Jumanji, the first Jumanji, which uh, clearly was fine enough for there to be sequels now, which are also pretty awesome. Right. Um, but it Does actually the new one have Stone Cold Steve Austin, or no, is that The Rock? It's The Rock. <laughs> okay, it's The Rock. And yeah. I don't know if you have seen this thread, but there's a, I think it's a, a comedian friend of ours we probably have in common who posted all of these screenshots between him and his wife on social media where I guess he was like, I don't have the full story, but I guess he was like harassing her by posting things on her wall, asking questions where the answer was, had some form of the rock in it, like as a pun on Dwayne Johnson. And it was like, so if he's in this part of the world, is he, do they call it the rock of Gibraltar? And you know, it was like anytime you could put the rock and it was like, when this band plays, do they just call it, Hey, that band, the rocks. And like, yeah, it was very dumb, (laughs) but it made me laugh because all rock jokes are good jokes for me i'm a big rock fan uh rampage and skyscraper great double feature i highly recommend if you have seen neither of them i, I probably I, I can just imagine they're probably terrible but rampage the video game that was fun so so that movie That's is based on the about, video game i know which which is, is hysterical. a terrible premise for a movie <laughs> yeah it, it is <laughs> unless you have the cgi to back it up which they do yeah. so i mean there are there are lines in that movie that are like if you and i wrote a fake spec script where we were making fun of action movies they're the kind of lines we would put in them warner brothers movies presents pitfall the movie <laughs> That's got to be coming. That has got to be coming. It's just a dude jumping over an alligator (laughs) with a rope over and over and over again. Wait, I'm going to take the stairs. There's a scorpion jumping over the scorpion. (laughs) 20th Century Century Fox presents Bomberman. Steve, Steve Buscemi. Steve, how did we? Bomberman. How did we both get? <laughs> because we both know that if they were going to make Bomberman the movie, there is only one guy for that job. Okay. Oh my gosh. And I'm picturing him in that black and white like jail outfit, and he's running around with a beret on. I think I'm confusing him with a Hamburglar in this instance, but <laughs> Bomberman the movie. <laughs> I love Steve Buscemi. Okay. Uh, Get this out of me. Wow. That's some giggles. Wow. 
Um, like I had this computer game that I loved on the Apple II C. So did you have an Apple II C ever? Uh, no. We Atari, were... Atari, 5, 2600, 5200, and then the original NES, and then I had, uh, oh, I had the Atari 7800, then the NES, and then... Thank you for making that historically accurate, because I was going to go back and check. And then Commodore, <laughs> uh, I had a Commodore before all of it, and then I quit playing video games. So... I, so I missed out. We had an Apple IIc in our house. That I think we had it like not when you were supposed to have an Apple IIc. I think we had an Apple IIc when everyone else had the internet. <laughs> but like, we had this Apple IIc with the big floppy disks, and you put in. At some point, I, I know they weren't purchased because my parents didn't purchase things like this. Someone must have given us this stack of like game floppy disks. And floppy disk. Yeah. It had this game that to this day I adore called, though I wouldn't play it, called Aztec where you were like an explorer in the Aztec ruins. Now, just imagine the graphics on an Apple IIc. <laughs> they yeah, were, not they awesome. Would, they will blow your mind. Yeah. But I remember the key was you would walk into these rooms, doot, 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 and you would like walk up and press the P button or whatever and open the box. And then you were hoping that in the box were not scorpions, because sometimes it was, but instead was a machete. <laughs> and then like there was this graphic of a machete, and you would just walk into the next room and, you know. And machete things? And machete things and people sometimes. Okay. It was uh, super uh, low key, but man, I didn't know. I mean, the key in that scenario is that if you have not had better technology in your house, then those games are awesome. Yeah. It's like, yeah, once you've played Call of Duty, you don't want to go play Aztec. But when what you've played is Monopoly with your brother who's six years younger than you, then yeah. Aztec is amazing. Right. And I played it. I'm old enough that I played at an Atari 2600. And then what really was over the top for me, I don't know if you know the story about Atari, but at some point Atari went bankrupt. Like, they made E.T. And they buried all the E.T. They discs buried, in the desert. Right. And then they went bankrupt. And so one day there Somebody was... Somebody right now is like, that's not real. It's real. Look it up. Look it up. There's a documentary where they go and do the dig. So you can go and see the the actual car, like the cartridges I, in it, the boxes. I also legit had E.T. the video game. Same. Legit. Yeah. And it wasn't legit. But um, so because they went bankrupt, one day there was some... There was a store in my hometown called like... It, it was like T. It wasn't TGI Fridays because that's their restaurant, but it was something TGIF or something. It was, it was like a ripoff of TGI Fridays. I, I don't. It was people wearing flair and giving you ET the video game? I feel like there was an acronym and Friday was in it, but I can't remember. They, they were frying video games. <laughs> but it's healthy. So all of a sudden, put it on a salad. All of the Atari games are one dollar and fifty cents. Heck yeah, man! So Did you clean up. So Carol Ann, my mom came home with like fifty or sixty video. Games. Carol Ann is a saint, right? And and then I became like you know like I'm a weird kind of like kid. Like I'm not it's such a strange growing up or whatever. And then like you know I got like freaking a hundred video games in my house. But now, if you take an Atari 2600 and hook it up to a 48-inch TV, uh, yeah, it's not the same. Because <laughs> there's, like, dots. <laughs> like, you play, like, Adventure. Like, Adventure, you were a dot coming, going through a maze. Coming soon from A24, Crystal Castles. <laughs> I loved Crystal Castles. <laughs> With the bear? Yeah. Who plays the bear? <laughs> With a little ball. The only game that was cooler with the ball in that was track and field. 
Oh, man. And I used to get blisters, like big, crazy, funky blisters on my finger, like basically on my bird finger from doing, like using the ball so much. It'd be like, oh, it's, it's the javelin. <laughs> Hit the button. And then I would have like these big, funky, weird, I'd have to like, you know, put band-aids around my finger. Ugh. Man, I miss playing video games sometimes, but it seems like it just takes a while. Well, <laughs> it's just and, like, it's it, a time sucker for yeah, me. Yeah, and now you try to play them. And they're getting so real that, like, there's actual skill involved to, like, know how to point. You know, with one hand, you control your head. And on the other hand, you control your arms. And then you press this button. And he does. it's like, oh, my Lord, I need – this is, like, job training. <laughs> like, I'm going to need – Yeah. I'm also trying to sound incredibly old on this podcast, which well, I think is really doing- working out for us. <laughs> hey, remember – hey, remember when we, did, we had those, uh, those great video games, the Atari, and now everything's so hard to play. Whoa, this is, we, welcome back to Grandpa Cast. The only thing more awkward than your voice when you do that is watching you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that looks like. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do a story starter. The way this show works is we don't just sit around and talk about video games. Uh, we do actually pick a, a story starter out of a hat, and then we officially present a story to each other. Now, that we are music fans. We talk about it a lot on this show. And so our story starters are traditionally song lyrics and a lot of times, or, or song titles. And so what we do is often grab a bunch of song titles from, from an artist and then we pick one out of a hat and that's uh, that's what we jump into. So today the artist is, we've been kind of in the classic realm. Mac, Mac Sabbath. We decided to, go, <laughs> yes, the McDonald's slash Black Sabbath tribute act. Uh, so our story starter is Double Quarter Pounder of Shame. No, um, no, our, Jimi Hendrix. We're going with Jimi Hendrix. Uh, oh, how exciting. So here we go. Here's what's in. Wow, we haven't here. talked about Jimi Hendrix. Here is what is in there. Wind Cries Mary, Little Wing, Bold as Love, Spanish Castle Magic, Stone Free. That would be a weird one. Hey Joe and Cross Down Traffic. Oh. What's, your, what's your favorite Hendrix song? Um... I do like Bold is Love, but on the, the big four-disc box set, they have like a instrumental take of it, and it's like eight minutes long, and he's just kind of figuring it out. So I guess I like I guess I guess like Bold is Love a lot. You're, you're such a nerd, and I love you for it. I know. I went there. Like, that was the kind of answer I fully expected from you. Um, so What's yours? I do love Crosstown Traffic, but yeah. I also love... It's kind of funky. I also love Spanish Castle Magic. I love a lot of stuff on on Axis. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that record, that record, I really like a lot. You know and what it, I, lo- you know what I love about Jimi Hendrix is today there was a headline and it said, and I was waiting for a comma or something because I had to read it twice, and it said Jimi Hendrix on LSD was unbeatable at risk. Like risk and, the board game? Yeah, but think about it. you could have said Jimi Hendrix was unbeatable at risk on LSD, but it was backwards. <laughs> like it had it went straight for the lysergic. And so I had to I I it, but I didn't even read the article. I was just like, oh, well, so guy's I, really good at risk. I, I just told my right? kids this story the other day randomly, and I don't even remember why. Uh, we were talking about vintage board games or, or discovering. Oh, my kid, my daughter had a friend over who was saying like that her dad had collected board games and he was showing her like, Hey, I bought these board games when I was in college and now they're like pretty interesting and worth money or whatever. And I was like, dude, we would have had one of those. But when I first met your mom, I was telling my kids we were really broke and we'd been dating for a little while. Um, and we, I mean, she was like discovered in her closet that she had this special edition of risk. 
I forget what made it special, but she went on eBay. Just it was like at the early yeah. days of eBay, you yeah, know, when you were like, I could sell stuff to yeah. strangers. And she went on and looked it up, and it was like everyone was going immediately for like. Two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars, and at that time we were like, "Oh my gosh, we've won the lottery!" And yeah. So we sold it and probably paid the heating bill or something. But um, sure. So when I think of risk, I think fondly. I, I get warm inside. <laughs> it reminds me of paying the heating bill. <laughs> I have I have a Simpsons Monopoly. Oh, is it open? Uh, oh, we yeah. did discover that had the risk not been open, it would have been worth like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't have any board games. But like, who whatever. buys a board? I mean, I know who does it. It's a certain type of person, right? But like, you don't want to be that type of person that's like, oh, I bought a bunch of board games, stuck them in a closet, never took the shrink wrap off. One day retirement. Yeah, like, I'm a capitalist, but <laughs> <laughs> board games. All right, let's <laughs> but board games. <laughs> Let, let's get this story started. And I'm not using hedge funds. <laughs> I'm using Monopoly ba- money for ba- real. You suck my battleship. <laughs> it's so weird. These voices are so strange. <laughs> hey, guys, we are not trained voice actors. <laughs> oh, I hope we are not disappointing you. Okay. Speak for, your, <laughs> speak for yourself, buddy. I'm Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago. It's pretty good. Yeah, right? Um, <clears throat> Spanish Castle Magic. That's what we're doing. Oh, Spanish sweet. Castle Magic. You go first. Oh, oh, it's just me. Okay. Um, wow. All right. So <clears throat> there's a there's a really old friend of mine who uh, I grew up with who's lis- listener of the show. Um, uh, her name's Tip. Uh, and I'm going to see Tip like in, um, I don't know, like a, she's actually coming to town or whatever. But what she, up, Tip? She reminded me, uh, I, mean, I have a bigger story, but I'm going to tell this story quick. The first part is sort of the, the intro to the whole thing. She reminded me that in high school, our Spanish teacher set an American flag on fire. And we Wait, were on. What? And our, my Wait, hi- what? And our high school was on the national news because of it. Was this like, like, uh, he was like a full immersion Spanish, like. Do, do you know, like, when you're like, man, you told me this story when we first met and I never for- remember. It's so funny. And I'm like, I don't, I've blacked that out. <laughs> and I've had it now confirmed by two other individuals that really happened. Like, I don't understand what the premise of him burning an American flag was. Her, and I don't either. So I don't know why she did it. <laughs> what, was she Spanish? Was this like some kind of coup to come in and indoctrinate the American idealism in Tennessee? Like, I'm so confused by this. I was was not in that class, literally, and not maybe in that class who was taking, that year who was taking Spanish. So I don't know. Um, And, oh yeah, I took French. That's the the other reason. And uh, So you didn't take Spanish in high school? No. Did you take it in college? I did, yeah, because I tried to take French in college, and I, I... I failed and I was going to have to take a year, like two, like six hours of it at no credit and pay for it. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, screw well, I'm you doing, guys. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So you were like, let's go to what everybody else is taking who has a liberal arts degree. <laughs> right. Uh, Spanish. Right. right. And um, I took it for two years. And the first class I took was fantastic. And we did not speak English very much. So instead of saying, how do you say 
truck bed. <laughs> You'd say, Comme se dice truck bed. You know, you had to, like, you couldn't you start. You had to learn the basics and then you had to go from there. You couldn't just start talking in English. She'd be, you know, she just cuts you off. Like, you know, you got it, you know, you have to, you know, how do you say this? Or you, you, she just try, like, and it was, I mean, it was intensive and you learn how to speak Spanish. And Did this, you retain any of it? Uh, for a while, yeah. And then uh, I remember my dad saying, I wish you'd done this when you were younger. You could help me sell cows. Because I guess there were cows. <laughs> there were guys that were, guys that used to come buy cows, and there would be is, guys who is, spoke is, Spanish. Is that too long for a hashtag? Because that might be this episode's hashtag. Which one you should have spoke? <laughs> hashtag, should have known that early. <laughs> help me sell cows. Hashtag, <laughs> help me sell cows. Help me sell cows. So, uh, so then the second teacher I had... Uh, was like conjugate these verbs and you learn and then it was out the window for a little bit then the th- third teacher i had uh the fourth teacher was i couldn't even tell you i don't remember anything about it d for diploma whatever that class was the third teacher i had that third semester her name was blanca uh blanca was very nice and i used to see her she used to come in the record store i worked at um blanca wore blue jeans and high heels every day every single day i ever saw her and style yeah and for our spanish cast magic for our final we could do anything we anything we wanted it was like a bonus like it was like a high school (laughs) project go ut go vols um (laughs) calm sydney say vols (laughs) vols so (laughs) So, um, there was some individual that made a picture or pictures of margaritas. Did they get like credit for that? Was that part of the grade? It was like acquiescing to the culture? It's like you just brought. Some- Listen, man. Instead of instead of drinking Keystone today, I'm going to drink this Mexican drink. It was <laughs> drank, drank. Uh, you know, man. It was one of those things where you showed up, um, and you brought the thing. So, so I came with. I like the idea of some college student pushing a margarita machine through the hallway. Get out of my way. Here it was I just, come. It was just pictures. And let me tell you about my project. And I did it with an old friend of mine named Brian. Uh, another Brian. Mm-hmm. He was my first. We're he, all good. He was my first Brian. And, oh, don't rub it in. And he had a, a Fender Stratocaster. And he had a... It wasn't like a... You know, this is nerdy talk for like... <laughs> I know all you gearheads want to hear about the guitar <laughs> amplifier he had. He had a small amplifier, and he played a, a Fender Stratocaster just like Jimi Hendrix played. See, I got that together. And he played uh, Danzig's mother while I sang it in Spanish. <laughs> no, <laughs> can you give us a few bars of that? Um, I mean, in, in English now I can. <laughs> Madre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell your children not to walk my way. So, so what did you, Madre, Madre? Because he would do that. It would, it would, it would come, it would, it would come out of the chorus with mother, and then would, the next line would be mother. So it's easy, like, oh, Madre, Madre. You just say it louder. And here, Wait, the, please tell me the grade you got on this project. I got an A in Blanca's class, dude. Um, however. When it was over, no one seemed to enjoy it except Blanca. <laughs> I look around and I'm just surrounded by like, you know, 
like Greek, like fratern, like frat boys and sorority girls, and it's me and this redneck from Maryville, Tennessee, with a baseball cap on. So my story is a little different than that. Um, mine involves, in my professional career, a job interview, um, and and I was not the one. I was conducting the job interview. I was not going on the job interview. So I was meeting someone, someone informal. Oh, so and not at the office. Okay. No, not at the office. So, and for some reason, when we set this up, he picked the restaurant. So I said, oh, let's meet me for lunch or whatever. And he said, okay, let's go to, and he, and he picked a Mexican restaurant uh, a few blocks from my office. And so, yeah, that's fine. I mean, Mexican's good for lunch. Um, so I go over there with a coworker of mine who we're both, he's going to kind of be working for both of us doing some stuff. And it's not a place that we'd really gone much. So we, you know, we're like, well, this is interesting, but I wonder why he chose here. So the guy comes in, he sits down, he starts talking to us. And then the waiter comes to the table and the waiter says, oh, hey, do you guys know what you want to drink? And all of a sudden this guy that had met, met us just turns and starts talking fluently in Spanish. Wait, the, the, the person being interviewed. The interviewee. The interviewee. Clearly, like it becomes very apparent because like then the guy leaves the table and he like yells after him, continuing in Spanish. And it was like, oh. This was clearly you picked this Mexican restaurant because you needed to show us that you're fluent into like 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 he read some hack somewhere that was like here's how you get a job you when you get to choose a location you go somewhere that speaks a second language and you you don't that way you don't <laughs> brag you don't brag that you know that second language you just are forced to use it like I, I can just see like some weird internet huckster posting a YouTube video where he's like I guarantee he will get this job. Tell him to meet you at La Hacienda and order the nachos in Spanish. Because you know what nacho is in Spanish. Go to Los Aztecas and get achilaquiles. <laughs> there's always those people that you go to a Mexican restaurant with and they like get all of the accent right, right? Like they, like they've clearly been using Rosetta Stone only so they can order at a Mexican restaurant. And you're like, yeah. guy. Like they they know we're dumb white people who can't cook, and that's why we're here on a Thursday. And like, just just give them the satisfaction. I, I like the other side of the spectrum, like the the uh, Peter from Family Guy, where he's like, "I'll have the chicken vaginas." People yeah. that say it wrong is <laughs> like, it, it's not endearing or cute. It's just kind of just stupid, and and it just exists. So I will say, I thought it was really. There was a lot of audacity involved in that move, but I did end up working with the guy for a while, and I probably should have not. <laughs> I, I probably should have followed my gut. I probably should have followed my gut on the Mexican restaurant. Donde esta la burrito? <laughs> but I got to say, uh, I did not at any point during that that lunch yell and he did not. I, this is how it would have been different. I think I would have had a better impression had he just come in and sang Danzig in Spanish. <laughs> if he'd done that, I think the whole the whole relationship would have changed. So, so this is my way of saying you get 57 points. 57 <laughs> points because you clearly beat me on this story. Wearethestoryguys.com or 
uh, you can email us. We are the story guys at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your Spanish castle magic, your Spanish class story. Um, you can write an email in Spanish if you'd like. You, you can, can give us story starters if there's something you got an idea on what you want us to tell a story about, song title. That'd be great. You can send us an email and do that. Check us out on Facebook. And, and see the other projects we're working on, things we might be writing, videos we might be shooting. Who knows? Who knows the trouble we'll get in? That's all headquartered right there. We are the storyguys.com. So there is one important thing we'd like to leave you with every week. And Mr. Murdoch, will you do the honors? What do we want people to keep doing? Keep telling stories. It's weird when you stretch it out like that, but I'm kind of into it. <laughs> Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright 2019 Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.